If we took a poll, I think most everybody in here would say, yes, I would like to grow this summer. And hopefully you would say that, yeah, you would want to grow spiritually as well. That that is like the idea is like, man, how do we have a summer of growth? How do we take advantage of the summer? And so I think about it like this. If we're going to grow, we have to have a good game plan, okay? Uh, I used to be a coach, a a high school coach, so I I have to go there, right? We have to have a good game plan if we are going to grow. And uh, do y'all remember quarantine? Anybody? You remember quarantine? Y'all did some weird stuff during quarantine. And here's how I know. Quarantine was weird. I had a short stint on TikTok. I'm not really sure what happened. I did a video, like some dance video with my wife. It was, it was weird, but quarantine got weird. I think everybody did some things that you're like, okay. You look back at it and you're like, yeah, that was a quarantine thing and, and we don't really do that anymore. But uh, I also had this plan during quarantine. I was going to paint my, the outside of my house. So my house, whenever we bought it, was this ugly, like light yellow color with a red roof. It did not look good, okay? If you look it up on Zillow, it was not very pretty. So I'm like, you know, you go to the hardware store at that time during quarantine, the place is packed. Everybody's in there. You wouldn't even have known a pandemic was going on, but people are up in Menards over there buying everything. So I'm like, I'm going to paint my house. I don't know if you guys can tell by looking at me, I'm not the handiest person out there. I don't know if you you came to that like foregone conclusion before, but like I'm not like Mr. Handy Guy. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to paint my house. This is going to happen. We're going to do this. And so I go to uh, the store. Uh, I hit my buddy up from Sherwin-Williams. I get some discount paint. And I, I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to paint my house. It's going to be peppercorn and then this, like, light, like, white color, kind of gray. And so I buy rollers and some brushes. That's all I know how to use. And so I start painting my house. And I was 30 minutes into that project and realized, boy, I'm in trouble. Have you ever tried to paint brick with a paintbrush? It doesn't go very well, okay? So I'm about 30 minutes into it, and the problem is, is you you paint some brick. Like I was, I was committed then. What am I gonna do? Leave like one little like stroke of brick painted, and the rest of it not? So I was in, okay? So I had a bad strategy, but luckily. I adjusted my strategy. I knew someone with a paint sprayer. So I got a paint sprayer, got my house painted. Where's Corey Johnson at in the room? My man, Koja, raise your hand right there. This dude helped me paint my whole house during quarantine. Give it up for that guy. That's what friends are for. I have no idea if he ever asked me to paint his house, I'm not going to do it. But uh, that's a one and done situation right there. But I had to adjust my game plan. And when I adjusted the game plan, things started to happen. Good things started to happen. And I think as we look at like, man, how do we grow in our lives? Specifically, like, how do we grow spiritually? We need a good game plan. And luckily for us, God has given us his word. And within his word, he lays out a game plan for spiritual growth. He lays out a game plan. So this summer, we're going to be going through Romans chapter 6, right? The book of Romans. We're going to be going through Romans chapter 6 through about chapter 8, and we're going to be talking about what does growth look like? How do you grow spiritually? How do you grow in your relationship with God? And I want to tell you at this time, if you're on the YouVersion Bible app, pull out your phone. You can go to events. It's a little bottom, uh, on the bottom right, you can click the three little lines right there. You can go to events, and if you click live, you can actually follow along. Sermon notes are right there. Every week you'll be able to do that. So if you have the YouVersion Bible app, go ahead and do that if you want. If you're into, like, paper notes, that's cool, too. We're, we're good with that. Uh, so Romans 6, 6 is where we're going to be starting off tonight. I'm going to read that. It says, we know that our old self, 
was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, that we would no longer be enslaved to sin, right? That we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So as I look out at a room of young adults like this, and as I think about my own life, I know that we have habits that develop. Some of y'all have had habits that maybe it started when you were 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and you've carried that habit into young adulthood, a bad habit that you want to kick. Man, maybe it's a, a, a pattern of thinking that you have about yourself or about others that has developed, and you're trying to get rid of that. Maybe it's just like you're trying to run this race for God, and you're doing it, but you feel like you're running in quicksand. You feel like stagnant and stuck. You don't feel like you're growing. So what is the key to spiritual growth? I think about it like this. Sometimes, y'all ever had a dream, and you're running from somebody? How do you run in your dreams? Like, it, it never works out well. Like, you're sprinting but that person's catching up to you and you wake up all sweaty. Uh, it's just amazing to me of like why I can never run well in my dreams, but sometimes I feel like this spiritually, right? I feel like, man, I, I'm trying really hard, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And so what we have to understand here is Romans 6, 6, what does it tell us? That we would no longer be enslaved to sin and that our sin would literally be brought to nothing. That it would literally be brought to nothing. Why? Because of what Jesus did on the cross. That is the starting point for growth as we're going to talk about it. And so really, I, I want to I dive into two really, really, really important words whenever we look at Christianity. I want to look at two really important words tonight kind of as we start. And the first one is justification, all right? Justification. And the second one is sanctification, so what does it mean to be justified? If you were out and about and, and you're just walking around the streets, like you would hear the word uh, justice or, uh, you know, to be justified in your action. And that would be fairly common, okay? We would hear that. But what it means in terms of like our biblical outlook, to be justified means to be freed from a debt of sin. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's every person in here. And so what we do is we have this sin debt that we need to be paid for. We can't pay for it on our own, which is why God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross. He lived a sinless life, and he was crucified on our behalf, nailed to a cross, for as a payment for our sins. And what's so cool about that is God loves us so much that we actually share in that death that Jesus went through on the cross. This is what this verse is saying right here. Like when we admit, I talk about this all the time. We do the ABCs, right? When we admit our sin, when we believe that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, and when we confess Jesus as the Lord of our life. Like if you've ever wondered, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? It's as easy as like ABC, admitting your sin, believing that God sent his son Jesus, and confessing him as the Lord of your life. Right? And that is the starting point of spiritual growth. Until you've went there, until you've been justified, you shouldn't expect to be overcoming this sin in your life. That justification is to be freed from your sin. And now, I think here in the Midwest, right, we're in the Bible Belt, okay? I think this is what happens a lot of times is we get stuck at justification and we never move to sanctification, so to be sanctified, you wouldn't hear people using this on the street, right? You probably don't have that word come up in your wordle very often. But to be sanctified means to become more like Jesus. 
Simply put, being sanctified means becoming more like Jesus, to grow in holiness, to grow in righteousness. Another way you could say this would be what? Sanctification is growing spiritually. You're growing in Christ's likeness. And so here's the deal. I think about it like this. I'm married. I've been married for uh, six years now, coming up on seven. And when I think about it, it's like we had, my wife and I had our wedding day, and we've been married long enough now where the venue where we got married at, you can't even get married at it anymore. So like the venues are rotating. That starts to make you feel a little bit older, but um, we didn't get married in a barn in the middle of nowhere. So um, I love that about weddings now. You, you can always travel to a barn somewhere, and it's just like, oh, it's a wedding venue. Okay. All right. So my wife and I, we got married. We've been married for a while now. But we, we accepted, like, like, together on that day, like, we were, we were married. But our relationship didn't just stop there, right? Our relationship didn't just end once we decided, hey, on this day we're getting married. We've been walking and doing life with each other now for the years that have followed. And that's the best part about our relationship with Jesus is once you've been saved, once you've been forgiven of your sin, once you've been justified, you've been made right in God's sight. Like once that happens, the best part of following Christ is then walking with him. And as we walk with him daily, we are sanctified. We become more like him. We grow in our holiness and in our righteousness. And that's like the key to growth is understanding that like, hey, uh, it's not up to me, right? It's not up to me to just overcome things, that we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to do things that we can't do on our own. It's not just up to me, but I do have a part in like, hey, if God's going to work in me, I have to be like willing and obedient to like submit to what his word says and to do what he says to do for growth. Like that has to happen, that God wants, like understand this, Every single person in this room, God wants you to grow spiritually. He wants that for every single person who's here. But it has to come from a willing heart on your end to submit and allow him to lead your life. And so some of that, all of that might not be new to you, right? You, you might think, like, I, I, I get that. You know, but I still feel stuck in where I'm at, and I, I don't really understand why. And I think that one of the reasons why we get stuck at least one of the reasons why I get stuck is because I have bad theology. Now, theology is another word that's important, and this is uh, a word in English that actually is derived from two Greek words, theos, meaning God, and logia, meaning like an oracle or a discussion. So theology is really a discussion about God, a discussion about his characteristics. It's a discussion about what his word says. And I think this sometimes with theology, sometimes I, I get this, is I, I get it in my head, but I don't necessarily live it out in my heart. And for me, that's Romans six eleven. I memorized this verse uh, about a year ago, and it says, so you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Have y'all ever been there where you're like, man, I might know this, but I sure don't feel dead to what's going on right now. I just got angry again. I just lusted again. I just gossiped again. And you don't feel dead to that sin. Whatever's tangled you up, whatever's entrapped you, you don't feel dead to it. And it's like, man, like, I, I, here, this is who I am. It's who I'm always going to be. I'm always going to have this struggle. But what does God's word says? What does Paul say here in Romans chapter 6? He says that we consider ourselves dead to sin 
and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That when uh, in Romans 6, and like we can't cover it all tonight, man, but I hope you'll go home and you'll read that. But what Paul is saying here is like, hey, you share in what Jesus did on the cross. That your old self was nailed to the cross with Jesus, and he was buried in a tomb, and he was resurrected. He raised life three days later. You not only share in his death, your death to your old self, but you also share in the new life that Christ has for you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Like sometimes we, we might know that in our head, but do we, do we live that out in our heart? That we're literally brand new. That because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are dead to our old self and we are alive to God. And what that is, that's a victory mindset in this game plan. And what Satan wants you to do is he wants you to believe the lies of this is who you are. This is who you're going to be. That's who you'll continue to be. You're never going to overcome this. You're never going to have victory in it. You're always going to feel stuck. You're always going to be anxious in this situation, whatever it may be. But what does God's word says is that you can have victory over that. Why? Because you share in what Jesus did on the cross. You're dead to your old self. Just as you share in the death of Christ on the cross, how much more do you share in the resurrection that he also went through? Like you share in that. And so that corrects then. We go from like bad theology, right, to good theology that we can actually live out practically here. And so when we understand that, and as we're seeking to be sanctified, as we're seeking to grow in righteousness, which just means doing right in God's sight, right? That's what righteousness is. As we seek to grow in holiness, we have to just continue walking with Christ. And so that's kind of all, like a lot to unpack right there. But let's get practical for a second. What does that truly look like for a young adult in 2022, in summer of 2022, what does that look like for you? I love as Paul continues on here in Romans 6, he says in verse 12 and 13, he says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. So what does it mean by members, right? It's literally talking about your body, right? Your physical being, right? Your, your, your spiritual being. And so I think about it like this is not to present yourself as members of unrighteousness. I think about like, what is my body doing, right? Where are my feet taking me? Where are my feet taking me, right? I can't expect to be growing in my relationship with God if I'm not walking towards him. If I'm not walking towards what? He has for me. What about, what are my hands doing? Are, are my hands just working at whatever I want to work for? Or are my hands working for the kingdom of God? What, what are my ears hearing? Am I listening to wise advice from the people around me? Am I taking in content and consuming things that is against the will of God? What am I listening to? What are my eyes watching? What am I consuming? What am I looking for? What am I looking at and putting my hope in outside of Jesus? What is my mouth saying? Am I speaking words of truth to other people? Am I speaking words of truth, God's truth, to myself? Am I speaking that word back to me? And so I think about it as like, where are my feet going? What are my hands doing? What are my ears listening to? What is my mouth speaking? What are my eyes seeing? That if I am just willingly, here's the deal, we're all in this fight against sin. But if I am just willingly giving the members of my body up over 
to sin, I can't expect to grow that way. None of us can. We won't grow if we're just, yeah, I hope to. Maybe, like, and, and we're just like, yeah, I'll just kind of compromise here in this situation. Or I'm not going to worry about where my feet are here. I'm not going to worry about what my eyes are seeing here. That it's serious enough in every situation and circumstance we need to be considered with or concerned with. What does God want in this? Like, what is righteous to him? So as we look at growth in our life, it starts with an understanding of what Jesus did on the cross. But then secondly, it turns to sanctification. Am I walking with Christ in obedience, like a daily walk? Same as we talked about earlier, you don't just get married and the relationship is done. The best part about marriage is then continuing after that. And so I, I want to finish with like the, the, the seriousness of this, right? Is, is how, how does this matter? This kind of became really relevant to me uh, last week or a week and a half ago as I attended uh, a visitation, a, a memorial service, a funeral service, if you will, um, for the father of some of the students I used to teach. And as I looked at this guy who, who passed away unexpectedly, a guy I didn't really know that well, but I knew his family and, and it happened unexpectedly, I thought of like as I was there, and as I was at the funeral home over on the north side of town, I thought about Hebrews 9.17. And Hebrews 9.17 says this. It says, just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. And I looked at this, I looked at this man, I looked at this family, and I thought, man, the moment he passed away, it was all too late then. His opportunity, like, right, you know, and I have no idea spiritually where this guy was at, but like it was too late. Once, it, once, once he passed away, it was too late. And that's coming for all of us, right? We don't know when that time will come, but we need to make sure that we are right with God when that time's com time comes. And then I look at it as like, man, maybe I live to be 40. Maybe I live to be 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. I don't know. I just want the best version of myself to be the one that my family puts in the grave, right? I want to walk with Christ in a way where I'm growing year after year, day after day, week after week, month after month, and I'm seeing that, man, I am becoming more like Christ as I lean into him and trust in him. As I surround myself, right, with community of people who are pursuing him as well, you'll see growth. As I stay in his word, I will see growth in life. And so my question for you as we kind of close before we enter into group discussion, because I would never want to meet like this and not ask is, have you ever put your faith in Jesus? Have you ever, uh, you know, relied on him for that growth, right? Have you ever come to him and asked in humility for forgiveness? And if, and if you haven't, I want to just pray with you real quick, okay? So I'm going to ask everybody to pray before we discuss. And as the heavens have opened up above us, good night, it's raining out there. Uh, I just want to take an opportunity and I just want to ask, is there anybody in here? Use every head bowed, every eyes closed, right? We're in a gym on a Tuesday night. But like, have you put your faith in Jesus? And maybe you say, I haven't. You want to do that tonight? Would you just put your hand in the air? No, just in an act of boldness. Like, would you say, hey, I've never put my faith in Jesus, but I, I want to tonight. I want to grow and I want that start. Man, if that's you, I, I just want to pray with you real quick before we move to discussion. God, I thank you for what you did by sending your son on the cross. I want to walk in life with you. I'm thankful for what you've done for me. 
I invite you into my life. I want you to lead my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. God, I commit my life to you. God, I would just pray if there's anyone in here who is unsure of where they're at spiritually, Lord, that they would just take a moment and just realize it. Man, and just evaluate it. I pray for every other person in here to say, yeah, I have a relationship with Jesus. That as we discuss at our tables, as we, as we have this series this summer, that all of us would experience spiritual growth, God. That all of us would grow closer to you. God, it's in your name we pray. Amen.